Hello and welcome to the Forge Church Catch-Up Podcast. We're delighted that you've chosen to press play on this podcast today. My name is Johnny and I'm part of the teaching team here at the Forge. Each Sunday, our hope and prayer is to provide practical teaching directed by God that ties into everyday life. We hope that today's talk encourages you. Craig Rochelle, a church pastor in the States, frequently visited a local gym. And over time, he got to know one of the guys who used to work out there. And the friendship grew and Craig gently introduced into the conversation uh, about faith with this guy. And it was really quickly shut down. The guy said, I like you. He said, but, but I don't want to hear the Jesus stuff. And Craig said, well, fair enough. I, don't, I won't give you the Jesus stuff, but just I'm curious. Why don't you want the Jesus stuff? And he replied, well, I tried Jesus and it didn't work. And so Craig replied, well, fair enough. I'm just curious. How did you try him and how did it not work? And he said, well, I went to church for almost two months straight. And during that time, my girlfriend broke up with me. I lost my job and my plumbing backed up. I tried Jesus and it didn't work. You see, somewhere he had got the idea that bad days wouldn't happen if he came to Jesus. And bad days did arrive, and so the Jesus thing just didn't work. Look, before we judge that guy, let's be honest. It's what crosses most people's minds when bad days happen. You know, there's this inner narrative going on in our heads about God. And during those times, our natural default is to think that God is either absent, that he's left us, that he's no longer around. You know, where are you, God? or that he's apathetic, that he's no longer interested in us. I mean, why aren't you sorting this God? Or perhaps we think that he's angry, that he's decided to punish us for some reason. And maybe we can think of lots of reasons why he'd want to be doing that. You know, many people have walked away from faith because they listen to that default setting. It's so easy to get into this mindset of, you won't have bad days with Jesus. Follow him and everything will be all right. But but where do we get that from? Well, it's based on God loving us, having a plan for our lives, wanting us to live life to the full, and all of that is true. So we conclude that he'll protect us and he'll work things so that we're immune from heartache and pain and fear, which is not true. Now, I'm going to give you some disappointing news now. Are you ready for it? Jesus never said you won't have bad days. In fact, he said the opposite. You know, there was a time when he'd been talking with his disciples about uh, his impending death and resurrection. Uh, He said that they would mourn over what was going to happen. But after a short while, they would experience such joy. And at the end of this conversation he had with his disciples, Jesus said this, I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world, you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. Now, this was not a you won't have bad days message. In this world, you will have trouble. He's saying that pain is a promise. Struggle is a certainty. Suffering is inevitable. You see, we live in a broken world where things go wrong and we will face bad days just like everyone else. And yet he contrasts that with his previous statement. I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. 
Now, how the heck can we discover and experience peace in Jesus when there's so much in life that's tough and painful? Well, Jesus calls us to have a different perspective on bad days. Do you know what? It's possible that in our bad days, God is up to something good. It may be the greatest tension that you face right now can be the focal point of God's activity in your life if you choose to trust him. Now, for some of you watching, you're in the middle of some pretty bad days. Maybe you're isolated and lonely or you've lost your job or you're struggling financially or hurt emotionally. Maybe you've been let down relationally or you're struggling physically and you're asking, where is God? Why isn't he working? You know, if pain is a promise, there must be some type of purpose behind what God would allow for us, his children, who he loves so much. So I want to pick up on one of the positives, one of the blessings that we actually experience in trouble and hardship. You see, trouble and hardship proves our faith. It reveals the depth of our faith and our trust in Jesus. You know, Peter, one of Jesus' closest friends, was writing to a group of extremely persecuted Jesus followers. You know, around the year of 60 to 65, Emperor Nero was persecuting Christians in a way that is hard for us to get our minds around. You know, he would take animal skins off dead animals. He would put the skin around the body of a Christian, sew them into it, and then release wild dogs to attack these Christians. And then watch and cheer as the dogs would eat the Christians alive. He would throw parties at his palace and he would pour oil or wax onto Christians. He would tie them to trees and then set light to them and make these human candles as he was entertaining guests to the screams of dying Christians. Now, it's into that very context that Peter writes, So be truly glad there is wonderful joy ahead, even though you must endure many trials for a little while. These trials will show that your faith is genuine. Now, whenever I think about that, if there is such a thing as a genuine faith, there must also be a counterfeit faith, a faith that looks real from the outside, but the roots don't go down deep enough. You know, Jesus told a parable about that. He said, sometimes a little plant grows up amongst rocks. Uh, And when the sun comes up, it scorches the plant and it withers. Why? Because the roots don't go down deep enough. And he went on to Lycan when he explained the parable. that That's what some people's faith is like. There's no depth to it, so it shrivels up when bad days happen. Now, everything in me says that I don't want that to happen for you. Trouble and hardship proves your faith. You know, what do we see so often? Oh, I've got a migraine, God. Where are you? I've failed my exam, God. I can't trust you. You know, you didn't answer my prayer, God. You mustn't be real. But actually, it's in those times when you have a genuine faith and your roots are deep and when the sun burns and the wind blows that you stand strong. Why? Because your faith is real. James put it this way. He said, consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. 
And let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. You know, I'd always thought that to have a mature faith meant having a really good Bible knowledge uh, and knowing where to find things in the Bible. Now, I knew people like that and I thought that's what made them mature in faith. I thought also that attending church over a number of years and not missing many weeks, you know, that was bound to be a marker of maturity. I also thought that serving in key roles, you know, being a leader, being a speaker, being a missionary, you know, all of those things can be applauded. But James says that none of those things lead to a mature faith. To have a mature faith means having a faith that has been tested that's proven through the bad days, the traumatic experiences that we'll have in this world as Jesus promised. You know, ease and comfort never make you stronger. It's as we keep trusting Jesus through the bad times that faith is proven and matured. Just over a year ago, a tragedy happened in the life of the Jack family. Matt Jack decided on the morning of Good Friday 2019 to go for a bike ride. And as he cycled towards Needham Market, he was involved in an accident and was killed. Matt was in his late 40s, was married to Becky. He had two teenage children, Jacob and Megan. And that wasn't a bad day. That was the biggest nightmare that you can imagine. And Becky and the children were left shattered by this news. And this past year has been incredibly tough for the family as they miss Matt so much. And Becky's faith, well, we'd asked if she would share something of her faith through the grief and loss she still feels so intensely. And this is what Becky said. I know that God is good because he gave us Matt. And though Matt is gone from us too suddenly and too soon, I know that because of Jesus, he is safe in heaven. Jesus is with us every minute. He's the one who comforts us and gives us peace. He's also the one that I never have to say goodbye to, who I never have to let go. He's the one who will never leave. He's the one who is always with me. He's the one who has good plans still for me and good plans um, for Jake and Megan. Whereas Jesus in it all, he's right here. We may not understand why this has happened, but I do know that God is good and that he is with us and that he's big enough to see us through anything. I struggle to get out of bed in the morning. He's there to help me. He's there when I go to pieces and he holds all those pieces. He's there when I feel um, lost in grief and overwhelmed. He knows just where I am. And he's the one who carries me through. That is such a powerful testimony. Is Becky through her grief? Well, of course not. Is life easy again? Definitely not. Is Becky's faith genuine? Incredibly so. 
And some of you might be thinking, I couldn't say that if I was in Becky's position. Well, actually, you could if your roots go down deep enough in Jesus. If faith isn't just about living an easy life and getting what I want, but it's a genuine, persevering faith in Jesus. So let's go back to what Jesus said. I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. What's so interesting is that Jesus contrasts two things. You can't miss this. He says, in me, and then he says, in the world. And he says, in the world, you will have trouble. That's a part of being uh, in a broken and sin-stained world. There's trouble, but he says, in me, you will have peace. In other words, in the middle of a sin-filled world, you can still have peace from heaven, a peace that goes beyond our human ability to understand or even comprehend. Trials, trouble, bad days will prove your faith and mature your faith. And it's in and through those bad days that God produces something beautiful in us. So don't give up. Don't base a faith on good times, but send your roots of faith down deep into who Jesus is and you'll discover a peace, a peace that the world cannot offer. And take heart in the long run. Bad days don't win. Jesus does because he has overcome the world. We have a future secure with him. So don't give up in these tough times and allow God to do his amazing work in you. And the great news is that in him, we have peace. Why? Because he's with us in our bad days. He's present in our storms. And there's another in the fire standing. That's all for this week. Thanks once again for joining us. We'd love to keep the conversation going, so why not check out Forge Church UK on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram? Or go online at forgechurch.com where you can watch other content find a next step, give financially, or see any details of what's currently going on in and around the fort. We're looking forward to you joining us next time.